What's up, Buttercups? This is Nate with episode eight of the Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast. On this episode, I got to have a good talk with my buddy Clint. He's a Notre Dame fan, so you know that we have a lot in common. And he is obviously a great person because he is a Notre Dame fan. Anybody listening who's not a Notre Dame fan, it does not mean you are not a good person, but it means that we have to investigate. On this episode, we get into a little bit of how he wants to change the narrative from fuck Clint, and that's how everybody knows him in the league, to something else. We talk about our fascination for Notre Dame for a very long time. Uh, You should enjoy that because it is talking about Notre Dame. And what else is better than talking about Notre Dame? Cricket, cricket, cricket. That's what I thought. Anyways, we get into some other things that go on in life, uh, some stories about uh, hanging out, going to games and stuff together, um, about street brawls, some drunken stories, and we also get into uh, one really cool topic, which is uh, sports cards and how sports cards are hot on the market right now and what he's doing within that game. So hope you guys enjoy, and let's change that narrative. episode eight of talk of court fantasy football podcast today i'm here joined by a good friend of mine one that everybody seems to have a problem with it's one of those they hate us because they ain't us things nobody hates on the browns right nobody hates on the browns <laughs> only the patriots <laughs> it's my good buddy here clint evans how you doing today clint what's going on man not bad not bad how about yourself chilling man we got some rain here finally, so I don't have to water my grass, save a couple bucks. Absolutely. Uh, so just doing that. So uh, why don't we go ahead and get to your introduction. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, name, age, where you're from, your family, kind of what you do, what you're about, your upbringing, whatever you like to do. All right, man. Uh, well, like I said, I'm, I'm Clint. Fuck Clint, as most of you know me. Um, <laughs> 33, uh, from South Bend, Indiana. Amen. You know, um, I got a kid back home, 13 years old. <sighs> Shit, not much else going on down here, man. Just, uh, you know, working as a contractor for Gordon, um, doing the kind of same shit we were doing up at Mead. Yeah. Just trying to, trying to make a living, you know? <laughs> I hear you. What had you moved down to Georgia? What made me move down here? Yeah. Job offer. Man. Just the job? Yeah. <clears throat> um, Got out of the Air Force up at Mead and uh, got a job offer. And I was like, why the fuck not? You know? Yeah. We, we can cuss, right? Yeah, we're good. Just rated on that. We're rated E for every explicit word that we can ever think of. I don't know what that means, but. I'll try to cover them. <laughs> you could say them as long as you want. We could say fuck, 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 cunt, piss, <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. I know if you have the little ones running around back there somewhere or something. Oh, that's good. We listen to uh, every single kind of music whatsoever, and 
I think I, I was actually going to ask you this too. Um, and I was going to ask all the other guys too. At what age do you start censoring music? Cause I have a six and a three year old and we listen to like, like my six year old's really into Migos, Right. And she loves get right with you. So it starts out like, hold up, hold up, get right with you. I'm gonna get right with you. Bad bitches, fuck them and dismiss them bad. Right. <laughs> and she gets nuts off of it. And I just took some videos today, posted on my Instagram story, but it's just wild. Cause it's like, she knows not to say the words. So she'll be singing. She'll mute herself, but she's, she's verbalizing it. Right. And you see her lips list, um, lips move. And it's like, fuck them, you know, <laughs> whatever, like middle finger up, fuck the system. And she like puts her knuckle up, but not her whole finger or whatever like that. For me, it's fun. But cool. at the same time, I don't, she knows not to say it, but I just don't want her to be like ultra ratchet. But As long as they don't do it at school, right? Yeah, that's all that matters. Don't make them question my father, my fathering. Yeah, definitely. And I had to tell her like in music, like the N word is not something that we can say regular, like as, white folk you know like so don't go saying that like it's your like it's your homie you know like she understands what it means but i'm like we can't say that though like well why yeah. not that no, we just can't that's a bad word right. at least not until you get some black friends and they give you the card definitely <laughs> i know you got a card iron mine too so uh iron mine from a light-skinned black dude so i don't know how how truthful it is he'll be on the podcast later on but you remember brandon right definitely light skin. But, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm still not going to go around and say, it, especially right now, you know, not the best, uh, not the best time. Yeah, not the best of times in the, <laughs> the end of COVID, start of race wars. So uh, you remember how we met? I do. I do. Um, I stationed uh, from at Fort Meade from Misawa, coming over there and heard there's a couple fuckers there that liked uh, Notre Dame. I forget how I came up, probably because I was talking about Notre Dame, like I always do. Yep. They were like, yeah, we got uh, this dude, Nate and, uh, and Tom, on Schroeder. And he was like, uh, they're big Notre Dame fans. Like, well, where the fuck are they? Um, let's, uh, let's link up. And at least uh, we had some uh, good things to talk about in such a shitty shop, you know. <laughs> Definitely. God, what a miserable existence. <laughs> I remember it was like you came down and then – someone said, Hey, this guy likes college football too. And so I was like, Hey, you like college football. And you had this kind of, we both had this kind of arrogance about college football, right? Cause we both <laughs> enjoy it, love it. And we breathe and breathe and bleed blue and gold. So um, I remember asking you like, Oh, you like college football? And you're like, yeah, you like college football. It's like, yeah. What do you know about college football? And he said, what do you know? And it was like, who's your team? And then that's how we figured out who Nate and Clint were. Cause it was like Notre Dame. And I was like, all right, we're good. <laughs> all right. That's all you going to say, and then immediately brotherhood right there. Yeah, definitely. Like, all right, let's see how much shit we can get into because we're <laughs> Notre Dame fans together. At, at Annapolis, I don't know if you remember that. Oh, that was a fucking shit show, man. <laughs> Fuck. That was the worst idea ever, and I've told people this story before. I don't know. You want to tell it? or? From what I remember, I think it was uh, me, you, Adrian, uh, my girlfriend at the time. And uh, I, think, I think Wild Man went, right? I think Wild Man and Scotty Morgan. And Scott Morgan went yep. there. Notre Dame was playing Navy. That was a shitty year, if I remember right, for us. Obviously, because I think we lost the Navy, right? Yeah, and it, so it was a game that was in South Bend. So we decided, hey, it's a fucking 
3 p.m. start, it'd be cool to go pregame at the house and then drive 40 minutes to Annapolis to bars and get shit-faced for an entire game. Yeah. Well, there was like an Annapolis graduation going on down there, whatever the hell it was. I had a big party there, and I think somebody got into shit with one of the officers. Probably Scott. Let's just go ahead and say it. It was definite. So Scott got into a thing with the officers because of me. So I remember... Like, we got down there probably around 2 o'clock, and we show up at a bar that's, like, right around the corner, like, a block away from the academy, right? And it's, like, right down there by the water. So, we're like, hey, we got a table. We're hanging out. Sky just does, does nothing but fucking yell, shots, right? Tom thought that was his name for the first, like, two months. <laughs> the only thing that he'd say. <laughs> so, we, we're taking shots. We're fucking pounding pitchers. We're... You know, like, oh, screw it. We're doing a day. We're doing a whole day drink thing. So let's order all the oysters and crab we can think of. Right. And I just remember we left like when we finally left the place, it was like, oh, we have like an $1,800 tab here. Like, how are we splitting this <laughs> in like four and a half hours? <laughs> it's Scott's go to, bro. Every time you got drinking with Scott, he'll order rounds and rounds of fucking shots. And then at the end, like you shots, you don't even fucking ask for or want. Definitely. <laughs> And at the end of the day, like, all right, how are we doing this, guy? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean, dude? You you ordered those motherfuckers. So I remember it's like it's like the beginning of the fourth quarter, and I go up to get one more beer because we stopped ordering pitchers because we're like, yeah, we're going to dip out after this game. Notre Dame was losing, so all these Navy people were dragging on us because we're like the only people within 70 miles that have – everybody's wearing Notre Dame stuff, right? Everybody's ragging on us. I'm going to go get one more beer. So I grabbed this beer off the thing. And apparently there was like someone getting married too. I grabbed my beer, right? And it had a bunch of foam at the top. It's like some head. And I sneezed. So I sneezed this fucking foam onto a chick in her wedding dress. And it was after their wedding. They had already gotten married. So it's not like they were pre-gaming to go to a You're wedding. You're never wearing this fucking thing again, lady. Come on. <laughs> I sneezed this. She got pissed. The dude got pissed. And then, like, all these people got pissed. And then that's when Scott got in the way and was like, yo, motherfuckers. And then, like, he was ready to fight everybody because he just wants to fight everybody. <laughs> hey, he had your back, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a good dude right there. And it, I guess it, the thing that made it worse was, like, Notre Dame lost to fucking Navy. Yeah. I think that was the first time, like, that ended the streak, right? Definitely. Yeah, it was like, I don't forget how many decades that Navy hadn't beat Notre Dame. It was something like 52 games or some shit like that. Yeah. It, was, it was the longest streak in sports for any one team over another team. And, of course, we're in the, the city of the team that finally ends it. Like, and they're all Navy. So then you don't even know if, like, some of them are, like, uh, they're going into the Marine Corps, right, because they're all under the same brand, you know, fucking department and shit. So, that you know, all these guys who are 23 years old, haven't done a damn thing yet, they're going to go – not do a damn thing for the next five years when they get into the military <laughs> that think they're all high and mighty because they went to a, a school. So, and then I remember we decided, so these are like stories I'm not proud of, but um, we're all fucking wrecked. And we decided like, well, it's five thirty or, or no, it was a three o'clock game. So it was probably like seven. Sun was just going down. Yeah. Like, hey, let's go to Ram's head. Cause it's closer <laughs> to the house. And that was like our go-to bar. So we drove to fucking Ram's head. And then got tanked until fucking closing time. Racked up another $2,000 tab. Yeah, and it's like, crazy. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> How are we splitting this again? Yeah. And me and Adrian are like, 
yo, did we just spend like $1,200 on a day of partying for Notre Dame to lose? <laughs> well, now it's not a party. Now it's just drinking, drinking away the pain. Yeah. Getting rid of our depression with, with depression medication, like stuff that makes you more depressed. So. Nice. Have story out of it though, right? Yeah, that, definitely. So I think, that's, I think that's actually, since we went to Ramsey, I think uh, Schroeder ended up beating us up there. Yep. Um, and I think that's actually, I forget why he didn't come to Annapolis. I just don't think we were too, too close to the time. Yeah. Maybe, but I think that's, that's when me and him actually got to hang out and became pretty good friends too. So, I mean, everything happens for a reason, right? <laughs> I also remember, I think I told in Henry's podcast, I was talking to him about, uh, cause he's from Pittsburgh and he's like an all pit fan. Right. So we were talking a little bit about um, the time that we went to fucking Pittsburgh. Right. And, I was going to bring this shit up. Fuck that game, man. Like, that was, like, that's when I was like, I got to stop going to games with Clint. <laughs> <laughs> like, I went to two games with you, and they lost to teams they shouldn't have lost to. <laughs> that's, hey, that was the tail end of the fucking Weiss era, though. Like, I can't take that one. That was, that was fucking miserable times to be a fucking fan. That was, like, the, the years where all they did was, like, like Jimmy Clausen literally got drafted because he could throw a fade route to Michael Floyd. Right. Who was just better, bigger and better than any wide receiver in college football at the time. I mean, I hate, I try to love every Notre Dame player, but I could not stand Jimmy Clausen. I don't know how you feel about him, but that dude. I couldn't stand him. Like, because he, he seemed like that punk kid, like where he's from, right. Is um like thousand Oaks. I think it is California. And I just got moved from, I just lived like an hour and a half from there. So like when you drive down there and you see like just their gas stations, they're like ultra Gucci, right? They look like they're in the Ritz and stuff like that. It's like uptight, snobby nosed people and stuff like that. I think they're better than everybody. And then his hair just pissed me off too. Yeah. He just, yeah, he looked like a douche. <laughs> yeah. Like you would see somebody you're like, that guy's probably a douchebag. That'd be him. He's like the kid who gets away with doing coke from like age 13 to 25 while he's like in everything that's supposed to get you busted for doing coke. Have you seen him lately? He's like a commentator now. He still looks the fucking same. Yeah. So the only my only really good Jimmy Clausen story is like I was deployed in uh, 2012 and I found some like little e-card online and it said uh, it was this girl girl asking the boy Hey, whisper the th- whisper me the three little words that every girl wants to hear. And he whispered in her ear, let's go Irish. Right. And then, so I, I tweeted it and I tagged like Notre Dame football, Jimmy Clausen and all these people. Right. And Jimmy Clausen actually gave me a retweet. So that was like the only time that I felt good about Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> but yeah, I remember going to Pitt and um, you're not dating the same girl, are you? No. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> so uh, I remember on the way there, right. It's like you, me, her and Adrian and on the way there, it's like a three hour drive through the country of like Maryland to Pennsylvania. And you're in the middle of nowhere. So there's nothing but fucking farms, barns and horses, right? Right. Every fucking mile. Like, Oh my God, I want to live in a place like that. Like, Oh, that's, that's a place that we're going to, and it's like, shit, can you do this for three hours? (laughs) Bro, I did it for two years. Fucking God. You don't got to tell me, man. <laughs> oh, shit. That was so good, man. Like, that was, like, the one the one big thing I remember from that. That and then... Um, Adrian almost fucking fighting. Yeah, Adrian starts wanting to fight in the streets against college kids who throw fucking trash at her. 
but we're all fucking tanked because we just pounded fucking a case of beer in like an hour and a half, you know? Well, we can't wait. It's going to be warm by the time we get out. Like, we're walking. We're we're probably like, I don't know, maybe 20 feet in front of them because they're lagging back or whatever, but we're just bullshitting, talking, walking, and the next thing you hear is like, motherfuckers, and turn around <laughs> and she's running after people. Like, fuck. I, no, dude. I remember turning around and seeing her going after these, like, it was like four fairly large dudes, if I remember right. Like, they they weren't small guys. And I was I was like, oh, fucking, are we going? Like, your wife's, and you were like, bro, sh- there ain't nothing we can do to them <laughs> that's worse than what she can do to them, trust me. <laughs> She's a fucking thug. <laughs> sure enough, those dudes took off like fucking The Rock was chasing them. <laughs> yeah. She's got those hands, man. <laughs> What's the last Notre Dame game you went to? Oh, boy. What's it been? I guess it was Northwestern. Uh, the last year I lived in Maryland with Tom. Uh, me and his sister flew out to South Bend. So that was probably 2014, I want to say, maybe. Yeah. It's been a while. I'm definitely overdue. We're supposed to go to fucking uh, the Dublin game this year. Oh, yeah. Tom had plans to go out there for that, and that's not happening now. Um, My buddy uh, Trey in this league, he brought that up to me probably like maybe about a year ago when it kind of got announced, like Notre Dame – navy in dublin right and he was like yo let's go and i was like yo i should be living on the east coast like i'm down or whatever like that so we had talked about it and everything like that and you know I'd, I'd still like to go but obviously it's not going to happen if they reschedule it man we should like that'd be fucking dope man is trade Notre Dame fan no he's at ohio state okay just want to go to ireland like it i did meet his mom i met trey's mom in um new mexico when us we were stationed down there at Holloman. And his mom came and she found out I was a Notre Dame fan. And we went to his house to watch football one day or something like that and barbecue. And his mom was there and she's like, oh, you're a Notre Dame fan. Well, let me tell you about this. I guess his other brother or something like that. She was like, it was someone went to the family, went to a quarterback camp with Brady Quinn. And she was like, she was like, he had just turned 18. And I tell you what, like that hair, boy, that that boy was so gorgeous. Like I ain't seen nothing like him. Like some Brady Quinn, man. (laughs) <laughs> I still want him to be at the fucking announcer on NBC games, man. Uh, to get Doug Flutie's fucking Boston College fucking Irish hate mass out of that damn booth. Let's get Brady Quinn in that fucking majestic fucking hair in that booth. Come on. That's the only football jersey I own other than my own. Like from high school, I still have my high school jerseys. But my sister, when he got drafted by the Browns, it was like the next year or the year right before he got traded to um, the Denver, she sent me his – Brown's jersey for Christmas and then like two months, three months later he was traded to the Broncos. I was like, fuck. So, of course. But I still have it. But He got such a raw deal in my opinion, man. Yeah. The Browns were a shit team when he was there. Then the Broncos were a shit show when he went there. Then fucking Kansas City didn't even pass the ball for like two years. <laughs> what was it like? The, a, 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 they, they didn't have a passing uh, a receiving touchdown by a receiver tight end for like 18 games or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't draft those guys in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think I played fantasy football that year. I don't remember, but I think, our, I think we started out with the joy of, with the uh, CNMC league, right? Yeah. They were all trash. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, man. Like this, one thing I can say about this league is 
it's pretty fucking competitive. Like everybody, you don't see like anybody, even at the bottom of the table, like just leaving fucking guys out that's on by that are on bye weeks or you know just fucking not paying attention to their fucking team. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that could be because of the buy-in. Like yeah, money on the line or whatever. But my sickle leagues were just. You basically have a bye week when you're playing like fucking certain people. You know what I mean? That doesn't seem to happen in this one. So Tony brought that up in his, and he was like, "Yeah, like usually you go into a league where you have a couple people, and you're like, all right, I can kind of chill, focus on all my other crap, or I can just set my shit on Sunday, you know, or you know, like not have to worry about anything or really dive deep. Like whoever I put in is going to be straight." Yeah, you know, like if you're looking for that third player or that flex and you're like deciding between three players and really kind of diving into it like you don't have to do that in a lot of leagues a couple weeks a season but even our shit teams like my brother and um and my brother uh they're <laughs> <laughs> like you still have to fucking watch out because like everybody's fairly balanced like you know even yeah. like overall points per game is like it's within like 12 or something like that from top to bottom. So it's pretty close. You don't see too many blowouts week to week. It's it's usually pretty fucking close. Yeah. Unless you have that like one phenomenal player that like, you know, yeah. like that you got like that first year Mahomes, second year Lamar Jackson, where you just have an advantage, you know, or something like that against the people when you took them in the 12th, 14th round as a flyer and they just happen to be the nuts, you know? So that's another thing about our league, man. Like, <laughs> I, I try to have a draft strategy, but I've realized it's fucking useless in our league. Man. It's fucking useless. Like, I'll be scrolling down, like, two pages in fucking ESPN and be like, I'm tracking this guy's going to, like, this is who I want. There's no fucking way somebody else is tracking him. Like, I have the fucking, a pick coming up, three fucking picks. Like, I had to scroll a while to find him. And then next thing you fucking know, he's fucking taken. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought I was big shit. I was tracking something nobody else was, and fucking somebody snatched them in front of you. I think last year it was it was Mark Ingram for me. I think it was. Yeah. I really want fucking Mark Ingram. He's finally the guy. You know, he's he doesn't have to share the backfield with Kamara. Baltimore loves to fucking run the ball right at you. That's perfect for him. Yep. I want him real bad, and then somebody just fucking snatches him. I forgot who it was, but I think it was uh, Josh Peterson uh, that. Eskimo brother guy in the league, he grabbed him. Uh, he's a Saints fan. He's from Louisiana, so I think he was just eyeing him because that's who he wanted. I don't know if he even understood that he was going to Baltimore. Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball. They got great Roman. Oh, it worked out. Fucking worked out. He had a damn good year. Yeah, because I was looking at him too, and I was like, oh, I can probably, like, I can get this dude, like, two more, three more rounds. Right, like I'm, I'm waiting it out. Let's see what, let's see what the fuck happens. And you can't do that in this league. Like if you're tracking somebody, I mean, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. He didn't just draft him because he's the same thing. Maybe he he knew a little thing, a thing or two, but yeah, yeah, he was he went the fuck off, and then fucking Lamar Jackson came out of nowhere. Who I was wrong about. I'm I'm on record saying Lamar Jackson's not gonna fucking make it. He's not gonna be any good. But I don't know, man. RG3 was good his first year. You think it carries over, or do you think he, like, regresses like Colin Kaepernick? But at least Colin Kaepernick could, like, semi-throw the ball. His only problem was he threw it, like, a million miles an hour every single time. I watched the skills challenge for the Pro Bowl, and Lamar Jackson – they had Lamar Jackson in there to throw the ball, and he couldn't – he had no accuracy. Like Yeah, right. Like, the thing is with Lamar, though, I think the Ravens did a pretty good job of putting some receivers around him, and it, 
like Mark Andrews the tight ends a fucking he's a beast yeah. um Hollywood and then our boy fucking I think Boykin's gonna be real good for him like at least red zone threat he can go up and get the ball so I don't think Lamar has to be super accurate put it anywhere near those guys and they can go get it so I think he's probably in a lot better situation Kaepernick was in that aspect having like just threats around him I wish they would do more with Boykin to like move him around and send him over the middle more because I think that's where they struggle is like Boy. I think they use Boykin a lot as like a jump ball guy or on the outside. But it's like, man, if you can get this guy running, you know, slants or ins, get him across the middle so that he's available as like a an outlet, you know, almost like a like a dump off in case like the shit hits the fan. Like the dude's gonna be able to jump over the middle. He's just as big as linebackers, right, and stuff. Beat them after the catch too, like. Yeah. So he's not just like a catch and go down guy. He's he's a big boy to bring down back there, especially for for uh, DBs. You know. Definitely. So uh, what's it like growing up? So like we're both Notre Dame guys. My brother's a Notre Dame guy. Everybody else loves Notre Dame. They just don't want to admit it. But what's it really like growing up in that South Bend area? Because I've thought about like moving to Indiana after I got out of the military, but right now I'm kind of set on Tennessee. Just want to get in the mountains away from everyone. Fuck yeah. I want to be like, I want to not be able to see my neighbor and um, live in like one of those haulers or something like that in the middle of nowhere, but maybe like an hour from Nashville, hour from Knoxville, something like that to where close enough college for like my kids to go to that's in state and they can like live at home. So they don't, I don't have to pay that shit to like live on campus and all that crap, but. Looks like it's scholarships in their name, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's what I'm for, so. <laughs> uh, but uh, growing up in South Bend, honestly, uh, it's kind of a shit city, if I'm be completely honest with you. Um, everything immediately around Notre Dame's campus is really nice, and then it just goes to fucking shit. Um, I'm actually from Mishawaka, which is uh, right outside South Bend. Um, it's like right across I-80, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's like I, I was still like five minutes from Notre Dame's campus, but in a different city, if that makes sense. Like it's it's kind of one of those sister city things where it's just like they're right on top of each other. So um but South Bend's rough, man. Like you gotta definitely know where to go, like um where not to go. But if you stick around Notre Dame campus, you're fucking golden. It's everything's nice around there, especially now. I don't know. Have you been there yet? Yeah, so I went, so the first time I went to South Bend, I think it was 2008 season. Yeah, 2008, I flew my dad and my sister out to Maryland, and we went and watched Purdue play at South Bend. My dad had never been there, I had never been there, and my grandfather went to Purdue. So we always had like a $1 bet with my grandpa that he owed us like 12 bucks before he died. We're, we're still trying to collect, but, <laughs> but yeah, we went out there for that. My dad did the whole cry thing, like Rudy's freaking dad and, you know, whatever, like my eyes never seen something this beautiful or whatever. Right. Um, True. But, but it was awesome. Like we went out there for a weekend and then um, I've stopped by the campus like twice. Otherwise when I was like driving from like, um, like moving from state to state and stuff like that. So I think the last time I was there was November of 18. Okay. Like I stopped in that night and then um, he stayed right there in South Bend and then went and walked around campus for a little bit and then went and grabbed some food. And then, but we had just got done with like a 13 hour drive or something like that. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So you've seen you've seen the upgrades that they've done so far and everything like that. Like yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely getting a lot better. Um, another factor is the Cubs ended up uh, buying the South Bend Silverhawks minor league team from the. Di- I don't know how that works. Buys or you know minor league teams shift teams for some reason. I I really don't know the intricacies of that, but since the Cubs took them over, they've kind of dumped a lot of money into that whole area building that up you know getting them a new stadium too so like between notre dame and the cubs like that city's getting better but it's it's definitely got a ways to go man i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie but you grow up watching football your whole life type of thing or yeah so the reason i'm kind of all over the place with my sports teams besides notre dame like that's the home team of course that was just and i could have been a michigan fan half my family is michigan fans Fuck them, man. This conversation probably would have never been happening. <laughs> no way you're in this fucking league if you like Michigan. <laughs> so Notre Dame was the obvious choice for me. Like, I watched Rudy as a kid. It was – call me a stupid kid if you want, but <laughs> I didn't realize how close Notre Dame actually was to me until I was, like, four or five. Like, I had watched Rudy. I Like, oh, my God, where's this magical place? And – my mom's like, it's right up the fucking road, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Get your baseball, throw it, and then you'll find it over there. <laughs> so I didn't really have, like, a male figure in my life who's a big sports fan. So a lot of my teams is just me going off of what I see. Like, Notre Dame was always on NBC, obviously. So yeah, they immediately was a thing that I found out there right up the road. So that didn't hurt. Um Cowboys were always on TV during that time. So that's how I became a Cowboys fan. Emma Smith, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, always on TV. So always watch them. For The Braves were always on TBS. So that was a natural thing for me. They were always on TV. So kind of the weird thing about South Bend is you're kind of in the middle of nowhere as far as sports markets go for pro teams. Yeah. You know, like, you have Chicago a couple hours away, then you have Indy a few hours away, then Detroit a couple hours away. But, like, as a kid, I didn't really know that. I didn't know geography, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just – they're on TV. I always see them on TV. I like them. That's how I pick my sports teams. But That's cool. You can call me a fair-weather fan all you want, but Cowboys have one shit since 96, so I don't want to fucking hear it. I've been through it. I can call it like, <laughs> at least you – at least y'all been to a Super Bowl. Like that's what um. So like Trey, when he found out about like me, we're talking sports because he's all into sports. Like lives, breathes, dies it. You know, whatever. One of the things he was like, "Dude, you're such a fair weather fan." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You like all the good, all the teams that are like the prestigious teams." And I was like, "I don't fucking get it." You know, like I got reasons behind everything. Like it's all kind of based off my dad, minus college basketball. But it's like. My dad grew up in Indiana, or he was born in Indiana. My grandfather went to Purdue. They had a falling out. And my dad said, fuck you. I'm a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> out of spite. So <laughs> that's how he became a Notre Dame fan. And then I'm, I'm grateful for it. Like, I'd, I wouldn't want to be a fan of any other team. Like, nah, it doesn't feel right. Because I like having that, like, everybody hates me mentality. Like, um, I don't for know sure, why. For sure, for sure. Like, all these fucking haters on, like, ESPN. I'm sure you've worked with people or Notre Dame doesn't belong. Like Notre Dame's this, they fucking suck. I'm like they're irrelevant. That's my favorite. They're irrelevant. Yeah. Like, but you, you can't click on any 
post about college football or watch ESPN or ESPNU and not hear Notre Dame mention. Yeah. To me, is that is that irrelevant? If they're irrelevant, what are we talking about all the time? Definitely. I was on Tony's podcast. So Tony Costantino, he runs a podcast uh, for his league, 58 West King. And um, I was just on it the other day and we're, one of the guys had talked about the Dodgers. He was, cause he's from San Diego. Right. And the guy was like, how does it feel to know that you have like the paper champ team every year and there's never end up with shit. And I was like, why don't you quit shitting on people for being successful? Right? <laughs> fucking Dodgers made it to the world series two years in a row. They got cheated by fucking cheaters, right? I want to see under your jersey make sure you're not wearing a wire. <laughs> you know, like, they got fucking cheated, but, like, they were there. They were a top two team out of 32. That's, like, 6% of what you do in the entire world because there's no fucking Japanese team who's beaten a major league baseball team. There's no Korean team that's beaten a major league baseball team. Right. No. So you shit on Notre Dame because they made it to the fucking college football playoff a few times, and then they got fucking smoked. The Clemson game was – a three-minute period right before the half that put up, like, two touchdowns. When Julian Love went out. Yeah. And Elohi Gilman went out, and that just opened up the top for Ross. And Lawrence, being the fucking majestic steed that he is, just fucking <laughs> immediately took advantage of that. Yeah, and it was just, like, a quick, like, you know, a quick 21 points, and then yeah. the game was out of reach. And But other than that, it was, like, 9-0. They played them tight. They couldn't score, you know, or whatever, but – it's like, why do you shit on somebody because they're not you? Like, you go and uh, – uh, I don't know. I thought there was a fucking ant, but it's like my computer screen has like a – I never noticed it. It has like a little fucking black dot. Fuck. All right. Where was I? So, like, you go and shit on a team like Notre Dame, right? And it's like they made the college football playoff. That's top four out of like 130, 140 teams in the fucking nation. And they're undefeated, so like, yeah. And they have to go undefeated during the season, and it's not like they play cupcake schedules. No, like they're playing good ass teams, right? Like they're getting into the SEC now. They're getting into those good ACC teams, like, and even Nick Saban said it in his like because everybody shits on Notre Dame for being a fucking independent, but it's like the worst thing about college sports is the fact that there's conferences, and exactly. that was. The conferences were necessary when college football started, right? Because, like, colleges didn't have money to go travel the fucking globe. Well, people were playing fucking everywhere, neutral sites, all this kind of stuff, right? Like, even shit teams like Vanderbilt, they got enough money to send their team to Southern Cal. And Nick Saban sat there and was like, if I could play the top 10 teams every year, week in, week out, I'd, I'd guarantee that a 7-3 a and three team makes it into the playoff. I've had that argument fucking for a long time. I'm so glad you said that. Like, I hate conferences. Like especially I'm in SEC territory down here. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ. You don't fucking walk down the street without hearing a roll tide or a go dogs and get barked at fucking it, it's, it's the worst man. But at the end of the day, like the worst part about all of that is the go SEC shit. Like, yeah. Could you imagine cheering for your fucking rivals? <laughs> could you imagine sitting there being like, yeah, go giants or fucking, or go Rams for like, that's the NL West for you, you know, like, because they got fucking... Fuck them. When the Eagles went to the fucking Super Bowl, you think I was fucking cheering for the fucking Eagles? You're fucking high. <laughs> I almost bought a Tom fucking Brady jersey, bro. Like, I don't fucking give a shit. Like, fuck the Eagles. Fuck all the other fucking division rivals. Like, I hate that shit. It gets under my skin so much. Yeah, I definitely, like, there's... I, um, there's some people that... I, 
are, I think, in this league, too, that will rep a conference. But I know, like, for sure, like, the three people for sure I really know, maybe four if we count Trey, are, like, that are like that are you, me, Brandon, uh, Glover, right? Uh-oh. And then um, – and Trey. Like, not fuck everybody else. Like, okay. like you don't hear but anybody in the Big Ten, like, oh – you know, I'm rooting for the Big Ten here, and it's like you're a fucking Ohio State fan and Michigan's in the national championship. No, die. Nate, 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 please. What'd you just say? Michigan of the national championship? Come on. Come We're talking on. like um, uh, college football, 14, NCAA 14 on Xbox 360, where maybe someone as good as me decided to control <laughs> Michigan, but God forbid that. Like I would never take them to the national championship. If I had Michigan as a as a team, I would just fucking I would lose to go oh it's twelve. Look at this one star quarterback nobody's going after. Yeah, sure. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing, bro. Like we used to play instead of like fourteen was it fourteen we used to fucking get on in uh the online dynasty. Yeah, we played I think up I think from like twelve to fourteen or something like that. But I remember we, that was shit, that was shit was so fun, man. Like that's like one of, that's by far the best football game that's ever been made is the NCAA football. And um, I know Wayne Henry in this league, um, the Scrote Squad guy, he's big into it too, and he has it, and like he'll play it every now and then. He'll be like, oh, but I've gone and looked for it like online and everything now, and dude, that game is like fifty bucks, like yeah. to buy for a three sixty. Everybody still fucking plays it, man. It's all we have left. Like until they fucking settle this likeness bullshit. Like, give me a fucking NCAA football. There's some game that came out on like Xbox and PlayStation like last year or something. I think it was called like Maximum Football or something, and it's supposed to be college football, but it looked like shit. And it was only twenty bucks new at GameStop, so I was like, I'm not doing this. I watched somebody. I, I looked it up on YouTube and watched somebody play it and give a review. They're like. This is the fucking worst thing I've ever played. Like, just play NCAA 14. Yeah. Still better. There's still people updating all the likeliness in that game. So you can still go and play it and upload rosters and stuff. Absolutely. I play it every year, man. It's the only reason my PS3 is still fucking hooked up. Like, every year, once college football is about to start, I go, I pick up the sticks on some 14. Yeah, I remember we used to play that, right? And we'd be like, all right, we're going to pick a, a like, these teams from these other, like, whatever the fucking Sun Belt or Conference USA. So I remember one time it was like I think FIU and I was North Texas or something like that. Yeah, FIU, North Texas. We played another one. I think one of us was like UTEP or someone else was like Northern Illinois. I remember we had, I had Northern Illinois one season or one, one year of it because I just remember they had that wolf. It was like the wolf pack or something like that. So every time I scored a touchdown, it'd be like wolves howling and stuff like that. <laughs> That show was fun, man. I never get that shit going again. Yeah, need to get a, a nice big dynasty going on that. I'll pay 150 bucks for the game a year. I, I, I do. <laughs> if they come out with a new one for like PS5 or whatever the fucking new shit is, like name your price. Like I'll get my checkbook out right there, seriously. And then I'm taking time off work. Take a fucking. I'm taking PTO. I already told people. Like don't expect me in. I'm. <laughs> I make fun of nerds for taking time off for like the new World of Warcraft fucking bullshit, but then <laughs> I'm like, well, if Fancy the Blade comes out, <laughs> it's still a video game nerd. No, yeah. it's, it's sports, all right? It's sports. I'm not a fucking warlock or a fucking paladin. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> not running around fucking grinding fucking XP and trying to fucking win a natty with Notre Dame, right? There you go. Who knows whenever we'll fucking see that? I don't know, man. Like, it's there's so much that has to happen for them. Like, they have to have – they have. I think if they go undefeated any year, they're going to be in the playoff. I think if we would have only lost to Georgia this year and not played that fucking bullshit to Michigan, yeah. I think we would have probably been safe this year. But it really all depends on what else is going on around the country. You know? yeah. Like Alabama was shit this like they didn't have a great season. Um, like Oklahoma. I people talk about Notre Dame getting into fucking playoffs and getting smoked every like every time. But can we talk about Oklahoma for a second? Like they're come on. terrible, dude. What would Burrow throw eight touchdowns in one fucking half? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Let's now they did play Georgia close. I'll give them that. But yeah, they're trash. That was that was not even a fucking football game. Like you might as well have had fucking Northern Illinois in there. So your favorite team is the Cowboys, right? Do you have a favorite player of all time or current? My current is Jalen Smith. I love Jalen. You know, fucking Notre Dame guy came through adversity, as you know, tore his ACL in that fucking meaningless bowl game against Ohio State. Like, I'm still looking for a motherfucking Ohio State player, by the way, because I think that was a cheap hit. And I'm taking out his fucking knees. Um, that's my boy. Yeah. Um, so I love Jalen. I love Jalen. Uh, all time, Emmett. Got to go with Emmett. And little Dion, you know, he was only with us for a couple years, but he can't can't sleep on prime time because he knows a Niners fan. Like, yeah. Fuck, that was so good, man. And they had like the best jerseys that year, like that '94. I think it was '94, right? He was with the Niners. Like with the black outline on the numbers and stuff like that, it's like it's by far the best jersey that the Niners ever had. So fucking sick. No, I like the Niners too. Like before, I realized what rivalries were. (laughs) (laughs) Was Joe Montana? Like, yeah, I I I knew about Joe, so I always I always had a place in my heart for the Niners, and then I fucking figured out that them and the Cowboys fucking hate each other's fucking guts because those were. Like the two best teams of the early to mid nineties. So it's like, all right, I can't like the Niners anymore. <laughs> you remember when you started playing fantasy football? Uh I was one, like in Masao, but I don't really remember that one. Uh the latest one I remember is our CNMC one. Um like you said, that was not nearly as competitive as this one. Um yeah, and I think we had a few girls in there. Nothing against you women watching, but um, they, they didn't give a shit. They were just pretty much filler teams to run at our league. But uh, I definitely like our setup a lot better, and it's everyone cares except for fucking. I'm still pissed off. James came into our league and won it the first year. By the way, like it pissed me off so much. Dude, fuck that dude because like everybody says, fuck Clint. It's fuck James. Like it should be bro. Like tell me, fucking. Y'all grinded my fucking shit with y'all. Like, I've, I've been day one, all right? This motherfucker comes in, wins the league his first fucking year. After me telling him, like, it's competitive league, man. Like, because I don't know if you're right, like, yeah. if everybody knows. The whole story behind that, somebody dropped out. You needed somebody to come in. So I vouched for him the league. And he was like, okay, man, I'm ready for a competitive league. And he comes in and fucking wins it. And he's like, fine. Walking around here like he has the fuck. He was just told that his dick's the biggest in the fucking land. Like, yeah, it's a competitive, yeah. So that's my trophy. 
piece of shit. So let's start that moving, all right? Like, I don't mind the fuck Clint things. I embraced it. I love it. But let's just send a little bit more his way because I think he truly deserves it. What made me even more mad is like I like I didn't know anything about him, right? You're just like, hey, I got a buddy. He's pretty decent, and he wants to get into a competitive league. So, and I was like, all right, man. Like he got in, right? And then I add him to like the, the Facebook group, and then I think I added him as a Facebook friend, right, at the same time. And then I realized the guy was a fucking Michigan State fan. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> fuck this. And then so then he um. Then he wins, and I'm like, this is even fucking worse. Like, the only thing worse than, like, maybe Trey winning this league was the fact that he won that league. <laughs> so then I had to, like, get him back for it. because, And then, like, I think it was the next year Notre Dame was playing Michigan State, mm-hmm. and we were like, hey, let's make a bet, right? And he was like, oh, what do you want to bet? You're like, I'll bet you whatever. And I was like, I was like, well, you still got to pay your league due, so if Michigan State wins, I'll pay your league fee, right? I'll pay your 100 bucks. If they don't, you pay me twice, right? You pay me my league fee and you give me a hundred bucks. So he was like, all right. The dude paid me at halftime and then went to bed. And it was so fucking good. Yeah. He was sitting, he was sitting on my couch because <laughs> he bet me, he bet me too. I was like, cause I was telling him like, bro, don't do it. Like you have Notre Dame's a fucking monster that year. Like you're going to lose. He's like, you're just saying that so you're just biased. I'm like, no, I'm a football fan. You guys don't stand a fucking chance. Because yeah. he bet me, uh, he bet me a jersey bet. Because he was already giving you enough money. I still have that picture. I'll have to send it to you. <laughs> I think it's on his Facebook because I saved it for like ammo <laughs> to like make gifts out of and stuff like that. So. <laughs> nice. All right, so we'll get into some of your league info, your league history. I'll cover all this stuff right here. So you've been in the league for six years since the beginning. So you played the seventy-eight games. You've won fifty, lost twenty-eight. Your win percentage is sixty-four. Point one, that is number one in the league. Uh, points per game, 141 per game. Uh, you are second in the league as that. You've let up well, points against you have been 131. Can't really control it, but that's what it is. Point differential, 9.24, uh, which is first in the league. You've been in the postseason five out of your six seasons. Five postseason appearances is first in the league. You've had two first-round buys, meaning you were top two team in the league that year during the regular season. Six playoff wins, which is more than anybody else in the league. And then you've lost four times in the playoffs. Um, so out of your five times, you've lost four, which means that you have a league championship. So you won the league in 2015. And then you were the scoring title champ during the regular season in 2017. No sackos. What do you have to say about your record? I should have had another title. You remember, you remember that set, my back-to-back? That should have been? I remember that there was somebody who's just really fucking good at fantasy who ended up playing this guy, Clint, in the championship. And this guy might have been driving home, not even watching the final fucking game of the season, and might have been driving home for four and a half hours from San Francisco, listening to the radio to hear the game on Sirius, right? And I wasn't even looking at my phone. I just knew how many points. I just gave up who it was. But, yeah, it was me. I was driving home, didn't even look at how many points. Like, I looked at it at the beginning, said, all he needs, like, I don't know, whatever it was, 20 points or something like that. Whatever the points. It wasn't that difficult because that was Zeke's rookie year. Yeah. He was going for the fucking rushing, rookie rushing title, right, and all this kind of stuff. They were already in the playoffs, but they're trying to get him a record. So it came into, like, the fourth quarter or something like that or end of the third. Halftime. Oh, halftime. Halftime. Yeah, so this dude put up, like, 
I, don't, I forget what it was. Like he put up like almost 20 points or something like that. By... 19.9. If, if, if I needed 20 points, it was 19.9. You beat me by 0.1 because yeah. Garrett benched Zeke at halftime. I remember I was counting the fucking yards and like all the catches and touchdowns, right? And I was just like, oh no, no, no. Like I'm going to lose. And I'm, you know, Adrian's sitting in the passenger, like, you know, I was like, hey, can we just listen to this? Because it's really important. I'm in a championship game this last game of the season. Kids are, you know, our oldest was asleep. I forget, like, maybe we just came back from Hawaii or something. And, like, we were driving home from the airport or something. And, um, and I was like, I just want to be able to calculate the points. And then we were driving for, like, a couple hours. And they said that Zeke wasn't coming back in the second half. And I knew that I was winning by, like, really, like, less than a point. And I was like, oh, my God, I just won a championship. So then I pulled over. I was like, hey, I got to get gas. And she was like, we got gas already. I was like, I got to use the restroom too. Like, you know, and she's like, what's going on? And I was like, I just won a championship. I just won my own league. And I've never, like, you're not supposed to win your own league. And I was all freaked out about it and happy. But that was like the best, like, piss I ever took. Cause I was like, just wearing <laughs> sunglasses at night inside a gas station bathroom. Like, just like I'm fucking king of the world. But Bro, I was so fucking heated. Like, you ran into the, you ran into the wall. The big fucking, the big fucking ginger clapper fucking wall. Jason Garrett's the biggest piece of shit. I fucking hate him. <laughs> we needed two yards, Nate. Fucking two yards. <laughs> Put a in, and that motherfucker falls forward by what the championship. Or, like, he just catches a pass for, like, minus two yards, you know, or, like, a negative yard or something, and it's like, oh, you get the three or, you know. Give me a little shovel pass and go down and then go take your pants off. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> No, nah, it's all good, man. Uh, you know, can't win them all. Do you have a, um, like, who you feel is, like, a big league rival? Big league rival. Uh, I'd say probably James since he got in because he's one of the few guys I play twice a year. Uh, always, uh, yeah. He's always the first, first game and what it worked out to be, like, third to last game or second to last game. Usually, yeah. So... And plus, he li- he's he lives with me, so you know, having bragging rights is a uh, is pretty important. So, so I think you're winning that. Oh yeah, for sure I am. But you know, he has the same amount of fucking championships as me. So can I really talk shit? <laughs> you have uh, I think it's like you're up on him like four to two or something like that. Yeah, overall. Yeah. Um... He's a piece of shit. What can I say? I'm just going to leave it at that. I agree. <laughs> All right. So we'll get into some miscellaneous questions, just random bullshit. So in this area, we'll cover, we'll just have some fun. So fuck, Mary kill. You know how to play fuck, Mary kill, right? I do. I do. All right. So fuck, Mary kill. Brady Quinn, Jeff Samarja, Tom Zibikowski. Ooh. Probably fucking Samarja because it looks the most like a girl. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to marry Brady Quinn. Because, I mean, obviously, I don't think I need to say any more about that. Um, and I hate to do it to Zibby, but got to kill Zibby. You think you could kill him? No, not at all. <laughs> I, guns are fairly easy to get down here in Georgia, but I still feel like he'd be able to take me. So, so um, Wayne Henry, he talks a lot about how Notre Dame safeties just have python arms. like. Notre Dame safeties have the biggest arms in the world, right? And it started with Tom Zivikowski. Then you had, like, Harrison Smith who came in with these fucking 
looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger coming out of this thin body. Bro, Zibby, Zibby's a, he was a gold gloves boxing champion. Fucking, uh, he's like a firefighter in Chicago now, I think I heard. Yeah. He, that dude's a beast. It's awesome. Like I like I love watching like if you just look up like his highlights on YouTube or something like that. Like the best thing about him was that he wasn't like the most athletic dude, not even the fastest dude, but he was returning like six six yeah. punts to the house a year, dude. Like and for us, it's like, hey, we got a slow white guy back there fucking returning punts and he can take him to the house. We got fucking hope, man. Like I could walk on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so fuck Mary Kill. Since you're from Indiana, Bob Knight, Reggie Miller, Andrew Luck. I'm a I'm gonna marry Andrew Luck. He's a good he's a good wholesome boy. There's no way he's cheating on me. He doesn't even cuss. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Reggie and kill Bob Knight. He's almost there anyways. And if you do anything else, he's gonna throw chairs at you or insult you. Like, so unless you're into like getting humiliated while you're fucking him, like it's not that's not gonna be a good thing. I love Bob Knight, though. I think we need more coaches like that, if, gonna be, if I want to be honest. Like, they didn't ever have any fucking, like, NCAA uh, regulation fucking shit against their players. He kept them in line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, and then uh, fuck, Mary kill. Uh, T.I., Ludacris, Little John. Okay, I'm going to kill Little John. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill Little John right off the go. My fuck T.I. Um, and then Mary Luda, because he's that's tough. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. Luda's got money. I was going to say Luda's got more money than TI, but I'm not sure if that's accurate anymore. Yeah. All right. So favorite Christmas movie? Die Hard. Great answer. All right. <laughs> uh, something you're grateful for? Notre Dame football. How about football in general? I need to be positive right now in this this time of need in our country that we're going to get our football back. I'm re- really pissed off at the MLB right now because – or at least just the players. Like, the players have no leverage. Like, I don't think that's what they – they don't understand that. It's like, yeah, you're the best, right? But if if they sign – they just let you guys all go and you don't want to play and they bring someone else out, those people are going to be the best now. So – yeah, baseball. Baseball is a weird sport like that, where there's, there. It's such a world game that these players are the most replaceable, yeah. probably of any sport. In all honesty, like if you took away all the NBA players, I'm not sure so many people watch. You know, because like LeBron's not out there, fucking Zion's not out there. Like that's that's more star driven than baseball is. So I think, I think baseball. Like, there people are more team fans than player fans, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's it sucks, and hopefully they can come to some sort of agreement because it's fucking rough right now with no sports on. Man, it yeah, is fucking. I was so fucking geeked, right? Because I I live like I live in Alexandria, so I'm like a fucking ten minute drive from Nationals Park, and I live right next to the end of the Metro Line, so I can hop on the Metro, be there in like thirty minutes, not even have to deal with going downtown DC, right? And I was like, yo, this is going to be, it's going to be awesome. The fucking Dodgers will come in for a series and I'll just take a week off and go watch the Dodgers every single day for like a four game set. Right. And then all of a sudden fucking shit got canceled. I was like, God damn it. It's baseball though. And now, and then you got, you got people fighting to the fucking death in the middle of an octagon three times a week. Like they're putting on three events a week, two, three events a week. You got all these other fucking things that are 
soccer's happening, right? And it's like you're even close. Like you don't even have to get close to people in baseball. And I was just watching Premier League. Like, yeah, they're, they're they've already started. That's ridiculous, man. They have so much leverage. Like I don't know why, but it seems more so in baseball and NBA. But like the players are running those leagues now. Like, yeah, they do what they fucking want to do, and it's it's ridiculous. Hopefully they can get it fucking worked out because I need something fucking going on. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. An embarrassing story. Oh, dude, I don't know. Have you shit your pants as an adult? I've gotten close, mate. I've gotten close. But uh, I think last time was definitely a teenager. But I was at home, so it's not really embarrassing. I was able to hide it. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To sneak the drawers into the fucking uh, laundry. Yeah, I don't know, brother. Uh... Every time me and Brandon went out to fucking uh, Baltimore and I ended up throwing up all over. So, no, it was uh, me, me, Scott, and Brandon. And we're in Brandon Scott's truck. And uh, we went out drinking in Baltimore. Um, Fells Point, I think it was. Yeah. Federal or Fells Point. I forget which one it was, but probably both in all honesty because <laughs> that's how they fucking do it. Um, and on the way fucking back, I had a fucking throwing up all over the back of Scott's fucking truck and all in the back seat. I tried to get in a bag, but it was like a fucking like Wendy's bag or some shit. It just fucking <laughs> broke open and fucking it was all over the place, man. <laughs> I, I felt like I felt like such a huge piece of shit. Because like, I wasn't so drunk that like I don't remember. Like yeah, I don't know what the fuck it was. I just got sick and like I ended up having to clean his fucking. I I cleaned his truck out because that's what you should fucking do if you're a fucking yeah. you throw up in my fucking car right I, I expect you to fucking clean it up like you know what i mean yeah 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 that i think some got on brandon's new fucking jacket too but <laughs> i had a fucking i was i paid for i paid for him to go get that dry cleaned as well like so speaking of brandon and for all the people else that are in this league we're not talking about brandon beisner that's in the league we have another friend named brandon and he's a big wrestling fan and i've gotten to a thing into this like little skirmish with a friend from another podcast, uh, another league named Matt Graham. And cause he doesn't know who, any wrestling. Do you know wrestling? Did you grow up on wrestling? I grew up on it for sure. I don't know much about what's going on fucking now, but yeah. So this dude, like we were in a fitness competition together and we compiled our stats for the week and we were sending them to the person who, who com- gets all the, the teams in our fitness competition stats. Right. So we had our stats and then I put a picture of the generation X at the bottom. Cause nice. it, on our team, it was like me, him and this girl, right. Uh, this girl, Angela, we're, we were fucking smashing everybody. We ended up winning the competition. We won it barely, but the first week we smashed everybody. And then everybody's like, Oh shit. So um, I put this big ass fucking suck it picture at the bottom of it. Right. So I was like, yo, obviously I'm Shawn Michaels. So I think you guys can figure out who you are because it had China and Triple H, right? <laughs> and he was like, I don't even know who those people are. So I was like, oh, shit. So we've gotten into it. Like, it's just all fun. But I'm going to rag on him, and I'm going to ask everybody else if they understand wrestling and stuff. But who's your favorite wrestler when you were growing up? Growing up, uh, easily The Rock. Yeah. Easily The Rock. He's just fucking hilarious, fucking he's a fucking beast. Um, I love DX too. Like Triple H is up there. Um, the Undertaker, obviously. Oh, the GOAT, you know what I mean? But just the way The Rock would just fucking go on there and just fucking shit on anybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> did um, 
it's funny too because like I see Brandon still like on like all of his fucking Facebook posts. Well, not now because we're in like this whole thing, right? But like everything before is like him fucking carrying around a WWE championship belt. He's two. He's two. two now. He's got a fucking vest and everything and shit. And I'm like, yo, you're fucking 34. Like we're still. Like whatever, but yeah, dude. Like I haven't watched much of it lately. Um, I think more so be, like the last time I started watch, I tried to watch it. Like everybody just felt the same. Like everybody wears like the fucking the underwear trunk, right? And they're all fucking swole and oiled up. And I miss that time of like the Undertaker just looked like a normal dude. Mankind looked like a normal dude, right? Fucking all these other people were just normal looking dudes. Stone Cold looked like a country ass redneck who just beat your ass, drink beer. Well, Stone Cold is a country ass redneck. <laughs> so good. But it's like every, and then you had your buff dudes and you had all kinds of walks of life that always made you feel like, Hey, you could, you could do this too. Right. But now it felt like it was a little bit different, but I haven't, I don't know. I haven't watched too much of it lately. I might get back into it. So everything's so goddamn fucking political correct. All, like the PG era, like, yeah. They can't even cuss anymore. Like, it's a big deal when somebody says shit or something. It's like I was talking to my brother the other day about it, and he said, like, we were talking about how um, Jerry the King Lawler used to talk about puppies all the time because, like, when all the chicks were coming out in bikinis and stuff like that, and like doing these bikini competitions, right? And it was like this thirty-minute block of like an hour and a half episode, and they're all fucking, you know, and it's like puppies and they're all like showing their ass you know whatever but um like you can't do that shit anymore i don't think but you have fucking like mud wrestling matches and fucking strip matches like now they want to be taken seriously as fucking entertainers or whatever just get in the fucking club of mud all right that shit was entertaining <laughs> what are we what are we talking about here look at your ratings back then <laughs> <laughs> jesus whatever <laughs> Come out in your pantsuit, I guess. Fucking Hillary. So how do you feel about this Champions League that we got started up where it's so it's four four team or four different leagues combined with the top three teams from those leagues that had to have won a championship and it's a dynasty format. Uh what are your kind of thoughts on that? Like I know you joined up, you were you said like right away you're like, let's go. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, that's uh another opportunity to prove yourself, you know, and uh I'm just curious, is it changing every year? Because it, it looked like, from what I saw on your spreadsheet, there's four leagues of three teams apiece. Is that, is that changing from year to year or based upon who does what? No, so we'll keep the same teams um, unless somebody get. we're talking through, like, relegation stuff with it. So if, like, someone finished, like, bottom two for two years in a row or something like that or three years in a you know, whatever, like, it's gonna, probably going to go on for a long time as long as we get the people to – still want to play it it'll go in um so i think we're trying to figure out two to three years or something like that because you know in dynasty if you have a shit year like it can take you a year to rebuild or something but we're supposed to be the best players from every individual league right so you should be able to do something to get yourself out of the bottom two you sure. know what i mean like trade your way out or something do what you got to do so you don't get relegated but then at that point then we would look into whatever league they got removed from and then go down the list so Okay. Everybody that's in it has won a, won championships within their respective leagues, and then they've also been like high up on point scoring wins and stuff like that. So we both got these like, like sort of like an algorithm or a point system to 
justify who gets in and who doesn't. So, um, yeah, I know from our league, Taco Corp, there's (laughs) – so a lot of people play in other people's leagues, right? Like Tony Cosentino, he he runs a league. Brandon Beisner runs a league, and then another dude runs a league. Um, Another dude named Matt Kendall, who you'll end up kind of getting acquainted with. But he – but a lot of us are in all kind of the same leagues, right? There's different formats and stuff. So in Champions Dynasty League, there's actually seven teams from Taco Corp Fantasy Football League. So that makes me feel good being the commissioner of that league and then seeing that we have seven represented, but they're all from different leagues. So they're not all from ours. We have the three, you, me, and James. And then the rest of it is, I think, Chad, Wayne, Trey, Tony, and uh, there's someone else in it, I think, that – that was the seventh team, but I'm pretty sure there's seven from it that are from Taco Corp, even though they're represented from a different league. So it does feel good to have that coming out of our league, out of this, out of Taco Corp. But um, that's what I was saying. Like you can't fucking sleep on anybody, man. It's it's a it's a tough league. Yeah, but uh, have you played Dynasty before? No, I haven't. This is my first time getting into Dynasty as well, so I'm looking forward to it. Something else to learn, something to get good at. Right? You got any questions for me? Yeah, I was just going to ask, uh, have you thought about, is there any changes you're looking to make to our league or anything you're, you're trying to cook up? Oh, so debating half point PPR instead of full point PPR, like the full point gets kind of out of hand when it comes to like your running backs and stuff like that, who can lose yards and gain positive points. But with it being such a passing league, it's a little bit different, but but at the same time, this is the only P- full PPR I play in, and it's like that for a lot of people, so I do like the difference. Um, sure. If there were one thing I'd want to propose to people, it would be to get into defensive players, but like actual like two to three at each level, linemen, linebacker, cornerbacks, but I understand that a lot of people aren't into all that kind of stuff. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, honestly, because – I mean, I don't know why. Why do you think people aren't into that? Like, it's because they don't want to pay attention to like all the defensive players. Yeah, I think it. I think it feels like a lot more than what it is. But um, and I think really the the big thing is would be to figure out draft strategy a lot more. But right. the entire internet at our disposal to learn how to draft, do a you know a, a redraft league with IDP, you know, like, and then be able to find it. Like, you can just ask your phone right like, and it'll send you to a website that does it and it'll talk you through it but i think it just seems like a lot for people people are in like multiple leagues and all that kind of stuff um sure but we would have to like the roster would expand a lot so yeah. i prefer to have three defensive players at each level so that would be like nine starting spots and then you're looking at bench spots for those so do you add another seven or eight bench spots right but they can only me and Wayne talked about it like it could only be allocated to those positions something that I don't know if ESPN can handle so we might have to like switch platforms at that point so and that kind of sucks just because every all the league history is in there so when you go to the league you can go click on a different year and go look at how everything's changed and progressed working on something right now too with a buddy another buddy of our like a bunch of guys in New Mexico know him uh, that I was in New Mexico with when I started the league this dude named uh we call him dc but he um he's like a ethical hacker and stuff like that but he has a server in his house so um he's hooked me up with like hosting so we're actually building a website for this league Mm -hmm. so that we can house all that stuff like all the history 
I, I, I'm into like writing and I want to be like kind of get into sports writing, like at least have fun with it. So we'll be posting it'll look like a normal website, but it's almost like blog style. So you'll like, if you go to any fantasy sports website and there's new article, new article, new article, you know, or whatever like that. So report on the league, everything will go through that website and stuff. You can see all the history. Every, cool. Anybody could write if they wanted to, and I could edit it out, post it and stuff. We'll put everything in there. But um, that's one thing that we're working on right now, hoping to get it good here in a couple weeks. So cool, man. before the season starts, and then we'll have all the standings and stuff in there and all the points for, so that even if we switch platforms, I can just translate all that. It'd be a lot of work for me to translate shit, but it'll be fun. So Okay. Very cool, man. So that'll come out. I have the domain already, um, but I'll kind of publish that stuff after the fact once it's all kind of good to go and everything, but probably here in like two weeks or so. Okay. should be good because I want to populate it with a bunch of shit so it doesn't just look like a bunch of empty shells. So. Yeah. Okay, we've got a website and there's nothing fucking there. Black <laughs> screen. Yeah. Any other questions for me? Nothing, nothing football related, man. Just uh, how are the how are the kids and the the wife doing? All that. How are you guys like here to move? We're good, man. Kids are good. Our youngest just turned three. Um, she she's nuts, man. Like she's all princessed and unicorn, mermaids and stuff. While my oldest is six, and she's into fighting, sports, baseball. Fucking like she just wants to elbow, fucking wrestle, <laughs> superheroes, like. You know, the other one wants to wear a dress, and this one doesn't want to wear anything but gym shorts and fucking baseball t-shirts. They're the best of both worlds, you know. The oldest, the younger one wants her hair braided because she feels like she looks like a like Princess Elsa or whatever. She's like, I want my Elsa hair, and then the other one's like, I need a low ponytail, and you're like, Oh, let's put a high ponytail. It's a little hot. No, low ponytail, Dad. I'm like, okay, shit. I know what I want. Yeah, but yeah, she's all about like trying to have muscles, but yeah, it's um. It's pretty cool. It's it's fun. Um, I dig living out here. I kind of miss that slow life a little bit, though. Like um, being in like southern New Mexico and then Central Coast California, it's really slow. Like yeah. you get somewhere by the time that it takes you to drive because that's how like yeah. like everybody drives. Like the speed, you could speed and get there faster, or whatever, right? But it's all like that's just how far it is. But here it's yeah. like fucking. I drive an hour to hour 30 to work to work. And it's like, it's all from like a 10 different different, 10 minute difference from when I leave the house. And it's like 35 miles. Bro, I don't know how you do that drive. Like me and Tom live 15 minutes from meet. And if you leave at the wrong time, it's a 45 minute drive. You know, it's fucking. The only good thing with me is that I live opposite of traffic. So everybody's going into dc and i drive away from dc well i'm on my way home there's it's only the like um the intersection loops like where you go from one highway to the other when it gets a little bit slow but other than that like like right now it's like a 40 45 minute drive to work and for me it gives me time to watch listen to podcasts you know slap some music or something like that do my own dance but um just kind of get get into the mood or whatever decompressed from work so i'm not all pissed off about work by the time i get home so i don't like yell at everybody and shit so at least try not to i've been bad about that but <laughs> what podcast do you listen to you listen to part of my take at all no i so i haven't listened to many lately um i, I do listen to jocko podcast 
is by Jocko Willink. He's a former Navy SEAL, was in the Battle of Ramadi, Iraq. I listen to some of, I used to listen to his stuff a lot. And his, a lot of his stuff is on like leadership. And he talks about, um, he reads parts of books about war and how they translate to everyday life. So, and he gets a bunch of guests on there. Um, I'm really, I'm always like, I've always been really in, interested in like the Holocaust and like the history of the Holocaust and how all that happened and stuff like that. So I was listening to a couple, um, a couple podcasts of like Holocaust survivors. One had a, like a lady in there um, who actually survived and she wrote a book and um, about her and her family and stuff like that. So, but they're his podcast is like three hours, four hours sometimes like, okay. but that one's good. Um, I stopped listening to Joe Rogan a while back, but I've picked up a couple episodes. Like I like when he li- talks to Bill Burr, but um i haven't really listened to too much mostly right now i'm kind of listening to like this this podcast just so i can kind of learn how to get better and see where my faults are and stuff and get better with the whole radio concept and then um tony cosentino's for his league that i'm in that's the 58 west king podcast um we got like 30 episodes we just hit 30th episode in that um and that's pretty cool so he actually started it because I started this one and he's at the same boat. Like he was with a bunch of people in Utah. He's from Southern California, met a bunch of people in New Mexico and Colorado. So everybody's kind of split. So he was like, Hey, how'd you do that podcast? Told him about it. Now he's got 30 episodes and this is episode eight. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so he's, that podcast is actually pretty funny. We talk about everything in there. Like we, we did like some meet and greet stuff and those ones are fucking hilarious. Like I would encourage anybody to go listen to, all 30 like most of them are under 30 minute episodes so you can get them quick but um we did some meet and greet stuff and then it's turned into like me talking conspiracies fucking movie reviews tv shows we're talking fucking love lives um we went on into the underground thong market because one dude used to be a bodybuilder and we talk about thong etiquette for men um uh, there's all kinds of shit in there man it, it's gotten a lot better and it's really fun but we'll talk regular football We've talked like over-unders for like, you know, team win totals. And they just posted episode 30 today. And it was, um, it was like over-under for a thousand yards. Like they picked like five running backs, five receivers who were on the verge and stuff. And then they get into some fun shit and talk about it, but just kind of keep it light, have fun, got to meet some new people. So there was one guy in there um, who, his name was like Josh Callis. Um, He plugged the ringer network. Like, and he said the ringer like 15 times. Um, Cause he was like, Hey, you know, like you have anything you want to plug? And then this dude, Josh was like, yeah, you know, if you want to go listen to Bill Simmons podcast on the ringer, it's like, wait a minute, are you fucking sponsored? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. like why are you plugging that <laughs> shit, man? <laughs> Get a fucking hundred dollars every time he says it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the ringer, the ring- I, I don't mean to be like putting people on this. I'm sure everybody listens to it, but yeah, the ringer, the ringer, the ringer, the ringer. <laughs> fuck like we get it man <laughs> but yeah um but those those are the main ones um that i listen to um yeah that's pretty much it like uh i get to listen to them a little bit when i'm like doing housework yard work and stuff like that i might listen to them I'm trying to see if there's anything else i listen to um uh no no mercy podcast with tommy g not a sponsor here but he's a fantasy sports dude um but he's real into conspiracy and shit like that he's a uh like he's fucking nuts man but he says some good shit um so i listen to that and then um 
the Gary V audio experience. I'm into Gary Vaynerchuk and entrepreneurship and stuff. So okay. a lot of his stuff's on like happiness now and like not just chasing whatever people tell you to chase and do what you want to do and you know be good with that and fuck what other people say about you type of stuff because you're you and stuff and but he talks about business and stuff and how to make money and using social platforms to advertise market and his youtube channel has like i think he calls it trash talk but it's um like flip stuff from garage sales so he'll spend like 100 bucks and make 1500 bucks right and it's like you could do that on a weekend like why you bitch about not making money in fucking 2020 man you got the entire internet at your disposal <laughs> that's true yeah that's fair ebay fucking i just started doing uh sports cards again yo i i don't know if you can see it but right next to the tv there's a couple stacks it's kind of hard to see but oh yeah yeah i see i see yeah it's all fucking baseball cards dude and like i've been fucking buying baseball cards left and right dude like i'm doing i'm doing football right now but uh I got a big, I got a big guys right here. I'm about to send in to get graded. I don't know if you can see him, but uh, autograph Patrick Mahomes. Nice. And uh, Christian McCaffrey. Autographed. Yeah, both. Uh, is that a Stanford one? That's his like Stanford rookie card. Yep. Oh fuck, man. So that Patrick Mahomes sold on eBay for fifteen thousand. I sold. Yeah. So one like it. So I'm trying to. Are you pulling them or are you flipping them? So I've just been buying boxes. I, I do a subscription box also. Yeah. Called Brothers and Cars. They're out of Indiana. Mm -hmm. So kind of like just supporting like, you know, hometown, like, uh, like I said, entrepreneurs who just wanted to like start their own business and stuff. But they're getting pretty big. And uh, they just send you like a box of like nine cards and shit. Like, so you just, just got them from ripping packs, man. Like, yeah. That's sick, dude. It's it's fucking awesome. Like, like especially like when gambling is so big now too, right? And especially sports gambling. Like, you can go and and pull like a fucking you know Fleer box or something like that of basketball, right? And you can literally pay ten dollars, right, or ten twenty dollars for a box, or like four or five dollars for a fucking pack, and pull a hundred and fifty two hundred thousand dollars Zion. Yeah, you could. Yep. Just sitting in a fucking Target, you know? Like, I don't know who's paying that kind of money for a fucking card, but I'm trying to find them right now. So that's one thing I do do. Like when I when I find like these like the holographics or you know the, these different colored ones or the autograph ones. Like first thing I do is I go to eBay and then look up like that card PSA ten and then go to sold items. Right. Yeah. Like, go to sold items and see what people are actually paying for them. It's fucking wild. It's ridiculous. Yeah, people with money to fucking throw. I don't know, but because I, I I did see somebody put out a five hundred thousand dollar bounty on uh, the Zion one on one autographed this particular card. Yeah, five hundred fucking thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna start fucking ripping some fucking packs here real quick. I'm, yeah, dude. What's the retirement plan right there? Yeah, full of Zion. God damn. Horse cards are hot, dude. Like, uh, that's one thing that Gary V talks about a lot too. Is like sports card market. So oh, really? and, like he was buying up um Ronald Cunha's and Cody mm -hmm. Cody Bellinger's and stuff like that. Tops PSA ten autograph, right? Flipping them because he's like, you know, give it fucking four months and the thing will fucking triple in price, especially when baseball comes back. Fuck. You know, just fucking rip them and flip them, man. But it's 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 a lot like gambling. Like you could you could pay fucking money for a box and not get a goddamn thing or 
Yeah. You can pull us off the horse some fucking money. Like, I just get a rush, you know? So I have. So I have fucking two binders here. This NBA hoops one, right? Mm-hmm. That's they should be my brothers, but it's fucking full of like shit from like these Jordan. Fuck, my screen's too bright. But all these like vintage ones, but I got all these fucking rookies, all these Steve Nash rookies down here. Fucking okay. um, Ray Allen's, fucking Felton Spencer's, fucking Greg Oster tags. Um, all these old like. Uh, NBA hoops, David Robinson, rookie of the year cards and shit, dude. Like all these old, old ones and shit like that. But they're fucking sick, dude. Like I got a whole fucking thing. But the only problem is they're in sleeves because my brother put them in my not my brother Glenn, but my brother Steve, my other one. Um, he put them all in sleeves. So I'm like, like I don't know if they'll get graded tens or anything like that if I were to fucking get them signed and stuff. But I put all I put my big money ones in those fucking. Uh plastic cases that you just drop in and yeah they're real finicky about their fucking grades i watched a couple of videos on fucking how to do it how they do it like a fucking fingerprint that you leave on the front of a card could be the difference in a fucking grade like yeah yeah can't you all just wipe that off for me like <laughs> yeah, so if this was your card and it was a nine how would you make it a 10 oh you'd fucking wipe it yeah. Asshole. <laughs> Can you do that before you put it in a fucking enclosed fucking plastic fucking vault? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's fucking sick. Like have for you. That shit's That's awesome. definitely uh taking back to childhood a little bit. Like it, it's a fun thing to do, you know? Like a yeah. little hobby. Especially right now, there's fucking dick going on. Yeah. Yeah, like every time I go to Target, I'm buying a fucking set of tops, like um fucking baseball cards. So Cool, man. Well, I think that's it, unless you got anything else. No, brother. Just uh, good talking to you, and hopefully everything starts on time, fucking sports-wise, and we can fucking go balls deep in this fucking league. And Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping everything starts on time. I think it will. NFL is too big, man. I ain't going to give a fuck. When I heard, like, no fan – probably the wor- worst case is no fans, like – yeah. But you know, that's fine with me. I don't go to NFL games fucking anyway. So yeah, whatever. I can. It's all the same to me. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. This was fun. Um, this would be a good one to edit too. This is. I think we've been on for almost an hour forty or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's it was fun, dude. It was good to see you. I haven't seen you in fucking I don't know, eight years or something like that, right? So. Yeah, but. If you ever end up back up here or something like that, or um, I definitely, I definitely plan on getting up there. Like, uh, so they moved the Navy game to Annapolis. I don't know if you heard that. Um, yep. It's like the first time they're Notre Dame's ever playing in Annapolis. Yeah, because they always play at the uh, M&T Bank. Yeah. The, so yeah, the Notre Dame's always a home game, and then uh, whatever it's supposed to be at Navy, they play in some fucking NFL stadium usually. Yeah. Like. They've done San Diego. They've done fucking Jacksonville, all that kind of shit. But I don't think they're going to allow fans in the season for the Annapolis game. But if they do, I'm probably going to try to make my way up there. If you guys yeah. – I don't know. I talked to Tom. If you're interested in that, uh, let us know. Maybe we can fucking make a, make a day out of it. Go to Annapolis, watch the Irish stomp Navy, and fucking – 
Maybe we go to Naples and get drunk off a win this time. <laughs> you know, um, do you did you know uh, Michael Martin? Yeah, yeah. So he works. He actually works with fucking Keenan Reynolds, who was the quarterback for Navy when they fucking beat Notre Dame. Oh shit! Yeah, he's like a reservist or something like that. So when he's doing his time, he works there. So and the, he just really? he was just playing in like the XFL or something like that, and he was on the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. He played in the XFL, I think, for the Seattle team. But he's a reservist, and so when he does his time, he's like, you know, he's an analyst, so he goes to work over there, and he works in the same shop, like as Mike Martin, because he was hitting me up on Skype one day, and he was like, "Hey, you remember? You know who this dude is?" I was like, "Yeah, fuck that dude." He's like, "Yeah, he's sitting right next to me." I was like, "Fuck that dude!" <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I'll have to, I'll have to hit y'all up, and maybe we can at least link up at some point, man. Like, as soon as all this shit's over. Like I said, if you're ever down my way, you got the number. Just hit me up. I can make time. I do want to go watch Dodgers Braves or something like that. Um, that'd be pretty sweet because Dodgers have a lot of left-handed power too. So, you know, that, that ballpark's built for fucking Freddie Freeman to hit homers. It's basically fucking um, – they basically just said, hey, Freddie Freeman's our Barry Bonds, and we're just going to build a, a park for him to hit homers. And – uh but the Dodgers have a lot of left-handed power too, so that'd be that'd be pretty dope to go watch. Plus, I like watching like Acuna and stuff like that. So, um, it's a it's a nice stadium too, man. Honestly, like, it looks good. It definitely looks good on MLB the Show. So, <laughs> right, that's what I've been playing. Just getting yeah. my fucking baseball fix in. Dude, if you play Diamond, do you play Diamond Dynasty? Uh, I've I've played a little bit, yeah. Diamond Dynasty, when you get the fucking Tim Tebow card, it's fucking beast, dude. Like. Yeah, he sucks at everything except for power. So if you connect, you're like I I bat him lead off on my fucking Diamond Dynasty team. So I have all diamonds and a seventy eight Chibo at the fucking top batting lead off. You know, fucking crank them, dude. And I'm like, yeah. And then you just hear people get pissed on a microphone. <laughs> Bro, yeah, I, I I've slept on a Tebow card, but uh, I pulled I pulled a trout a couple weeks ago. No shit. Yeah. I sold them though. Yeah. Keep going for too much right now. I got like three hundred thousand fucking stubs out of it. Yeah, yeah. I got, so I gotta sell this league. Yeah, just get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, there's but, too many other players. Like it's cool to have trout, but it's like you don't need right. it, and it can provide you so much more for the rest of your team. Yeah, exactly. Like my, my lineup's fine without them. Like I'm just gonna I'm fucking bank these stubs real quick. Do you have any parting words for anybody else in the league, or anything else you're contemplating that you want people to bitch about? Uh, no, just like I said, let's start. Uh, like, I appreciate the hate. I, I, I know why. It's because I'm better than you guys. But let's throw some Jay's way, James's way as well because he thinks this league is shit now because he just came in and fucking beat all of our asses. Fucking day, year one. So uh, let's give the little fucking redhead ginger some shit too. The guy had one fucking year and he thinks he's something. <laughs> like. But he was like that. He was fucking hoisting that trophy around my fucking house. Fucking, dude, we need to bury him. Yeah. We need to bury him. But uh, other than that, no, look forward to fucking playing against all y'all again and fucking getting back to some fucking normal fucking life. All right, man. This is fun. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no problem, man. Talk to you later. Take it easy.